Apostle Mrs. Leanne Kofi, the founder and general overseer of the Lord's Garden Ministries, a ministry which is focused on bringing back the glory of God into the lives of people who have been battered by the world. She's a healing apostle and ministers powerfully to break people free from demonic oppressions. We believe you'll be blessed as you listen to today's word. Now, today's word. the rain, no matter the tumult, my God, and the pestilence, and whatever it is that is going on out there in and around our lives, but Lord, we have this sure word of your presence and your love. My God, that abiding love, that love that does not differentiate, my God, between people, that love that is strong, that love that holds no matter our failings and our weaknesses and our shortcomings. That unconditional love, my God, that you have for us. This morning we receive it in our hearts and receive your joy. The joy that comes by your spirit. We thank you, Father. We give you praise this morning for every life in this place and every life joining us online. I pray, Heavenly Father, that may there be not just the technical transmission of this word, but let there be also that spiritual transmission of the power of your spirit that is in the word, touching lives everywhere, transforming 
renewing, refreshing, and restoring. Thank you, Father, that we came in one way, but we are not living the same way we came. To you alone be the glory, the honor, and the praise. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. And somebody shout a big amen. 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 Oh, your amen is weak. Let it be louder. Amen. God bless you. Please be seated in the presence of the Lord. You're welcome to Liberty Center of the Lord's Garden Ministries. And we thank God for this Sunday in the month of June. Amen. Amen. From Genesis chapter 1, 17 verse 1. We're going to be running. Okay. From Genesis 17, 1. The Bible says, And when Abram was 90 years old and 9, the Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the almighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect. Go ahead. Genesis. Moses, That's right. Amen. That is fine. Amen. Let's bless the Lord and thank God for the woman of God. Amen. God said, Walk before me and be thou perfect. Or walk with me in obedience. In a right way. Walk with me in a right way. And be obedient to my word. Amen. Amen. This, this is what God required of Abraham. And God was initiating a covenant between himself and Abraham. <laughs> but to make of him a nation. <coughs> yes. He was taking one man and making of him a nation. He was going to bless him. Make his descendants great. Like the sun on the seashore. Like the stars in the heavens. That was a tall order. But God required only one thing from Abraham. He said, walk with me in the right way and do that which is right, walk in obedience with me. This covenant word hasn't changed. It's still for us that God's desire is that we walk with him in a right way and be obedient to him. Take all the Ten Commandments. Put them together. You will get this. Because if you are walking right with God, you have no other God before him. You do his command. If you are doing that which is right, you won't steal from your neighbor. You won't go and commit adultery. Are you getting the picture? So walk before me and be thou perfect. Now, this walk with God is so important to us today. See, many people say they know God. They've given their life to God. But we don't really walk with God. We walk our walk. Sometimes we'll walk with him for a while. 
I will walk with him in certain things. But God said, I want you to walk before me. Walk with me. And be thou perfect. Jesus said more or less the same thing to his disciples. He said, come follow me. And I will make you fishes of men. It is, it is in the walk. It is in the walk. It is in the following. That God can make us what he has designed or wanted us to be. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And a time will come when you realize that your walk with God is so beneficial to you. I'm going to the book of the prophet Isaiah chapter 38. Reading from the verse 1 to 8. Okay, so I'll read it. You translate the word. Yeah. Bible says, in those days, King Hezekiah of Judah became ill and was at the point of death. And Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, came to him and said, Thus saith the Lord, set your house in order, for you shall die and not live. Then Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord. And he said, Remember earnestly now, O Lord, I beseech you, how I have walked before you in faithfulness and in truth. I'm reading from the Amplified, if it's on the board. In truth, with an, a whole heart, absolutely devoted to you and have done what is good in your sight and Hezekiah wept bitterly then came the word of the Lord to Isaiah saying go and say to Hezekiah thus says the Lord the God of David your father I've heard your prayer I've seen your tears and behold I will add unto you 15 years I will add to your life 15 more years I thought you were going to clap for that amen no, no, don't translate that one. When I get preached, yeah, okay. let me go the way. Yes, time. Mm-hmm. And, say, and I will deliver you and this city out of the hand of the king of Assyria. And I will defend this city. And this will be a sign from the Lord that the Lord will do this thing that he has spoken. Behold, I will turn the shadow denoting the time of the day on the steps or degrees, which has gone down on the steps or the sundial of Ahaz. Backward 10 steps or degrees. And the sunlight turned back 10 steps on the steps on which it had gone down. Amen. Now, God has sent the prophet Isaiah, who was the king's prophet, to tell the king, Hezekiah, that he was not going to recover from the sickness that he had. He was going to die. So you will not recover from this sickness. You will die. You will die. A very strong message. And I believe that maybe many of us want to know the day we will die. How many want to know your appointed day of death? Who wants to know the day you will die? Wonderful. Some want to know. Some don't want to know. Majority. (laughs) Majority don't want to know. (laughs) Because you can't even enjoy the time in between. Mm -hmm. Right. But if we knew the day we are going to die. <laughs> would we change the way of our life? Would, we change our life? would you change the way you, you are living now? Will you think differently? Or will you behave differently? Would you? Brilliant. There was a man in a certain village who always knew who was next to die at the funeral of another. As soon as they are doing the phone of someone, you say, you, you are going to die next. You, you are the one, you. And truly, 
within a matter of maybe days, months, or even if it's a year, the next person to die was a person he appointed. Then one day at a funeral, he couldn't see. For they asked him, What do you see? How do you see this? So I see something on the person's head, and I know the person, the next person. But one day he went to a funeral and he couldn't see it on anybody's head. He was looking, he said, oh, What is this thing? Where is this thing? Then he looked up, it was on his head. You know, that means it is appointed unto all men to die. But people forget that there's an appointment coming. We forget. Yesterday, I went to med lab with somebody and how the staff were behaving. I'm saying this publicly because I've decided that I'll go and report them to their manager and I'll put it on Facebook that they should change their ways, the staff there. It was bad. It was really bad. It was as if they don't care about human lives. Somebody's sick in an ambulance and you are just going, oh, like that. Eventually, we left. And I'm giving Sunshine a public um, advert. We left for Sunshine. <coughs> and within minutes, they were done for us. And I looked at the young women and the young men running. They were not minding us at all. You know, like, you ask them a question. Even when we're leaving, even our lab form that we are giving them, give us our form. They couldn't even give it to us. I don't know what they are done with it. So I'm going to come and cut here real. I don't know. But what I'm saying is, I see people live as if they won't die. And I'm telling you, church, if you work in any medical place, if you're a medical personnel in this place, when people come to your clinic or farmers or whatever, treat them right. Yes. If wherever you work, wherever you work, wherever you work, treat people right. And I said these people, they forget that one day they will also be lying in an ambulance like that. They forgot it. And somebody will also be bluffing like how they are bluffing. We must all remember that there's a day of death appointed to all of us. And so Moses in his Psalm, Psalm 90, verse 12 says that so teach us to number our days so that we may apply our heart unto wisdom we may get a heart of wisdom wisdom as how to live this life we need wisdom as how to live what to do what not to do how to do it we have the knowledge we know what to do but do we do it you see, so wisdom is the application of knowledge. When you know what you should do, and you do it, because wisdom is teaching you to do it. But if you know what is right and you don't do it, it's all wisdom. We must pray. This prayer that Moses prayed. So teach us to number our days. Let us understand that we have days that are being no, numbered, and in this number, it's not going up, it's coming down. Mm. It's like a sun from 100, and it's coming down, it's coming down, and it's getting closer, and it's getting closer. So that we will know what to do, because you said that if you knew the day of your death, you would behave differently, you would do things differently, you would think differently, 
treat people differently. Don't wait to know the day of your death. Start now. Yes, because the number, the days are coming down. Tell somebody it's a countdown. It is a countdown. Every day. And since you don't know the day, start doing the right thing today. Teach us to number our days. So that we may apply our heart unto wisdom. And Hezekiah, by the grace of God, was giving an opportunity to know when he was going to die. So put your house in order. Tell somebody, put your house in order. Put your house in order. Your, your personal house, your spiritual life, your, your, everything within you, your relationship with God, secure it, secure your eternal destiny, your relationship with others, secure it. Because it's not only you who is who's going to die, others around you are going to die. Don't wait until they die before you write long tributes. How I loved you and you were the apple of my cake and I will never forget you. And the one that annoys me most is the mother's one. Oh dear mom, I will ever miss you. Meanwhile, you are not treating your mother right. Stop it. And your father. And after the husbands and wives, they cry. Darling. Meanwhile, you never called her or him darling in your life. <laughs> Correct for seven, ten points. Put your house in order. Because you are going to die. If we say, so prepare to die. What are the things we will do? Just think. If you are given the time, what what's what the first thing you want to do? Would you write a will? Or change your will? Will you go and visit somebody you have to visit? Or will you give somebody a call? Would you give to somebody something that you know the need which you never gave to them. Which you have. Would you go and say sorry to somebody you need to say sorry to? You somebody else better than you have been. Think about it and do it. Because time is not on our side. You are very quiet. What changes would you want to make in your relationship with others? Above all your relationship with your maker. Teach us to number our days so that we may apply our heart unto wisdom. We will not wait for such a warning. You don't have to wait for such a warning. Start today. And I believe that God has stopped telling people when they are going to die. It's not something he does often. Because we will always, like Hezekiah, ask for more years. To do this, to do that. Our list never ends. Our desires are endless. Oh Lord, wait, I have to do this before. Oh Lord, endless. Man will always bargain for life. But you know, the question that came to my mind was, 
But really, what are you bargaining for more time to do? What are you going to do with the extra time? What are you doing? What he has given you already? What are you going to do the extra time? The extra time will it be profitable? Would you do better than you are doing? But you know, you don't have that bargaining power. Maybe you do, maybe you do. I don't know. But then, I'm asking, would you use it for a good cause? Then start then now. But the question I really want to ask is, you see, Hezekiah had a bargaining with God. He had bargaining power with God. Oh. What is your bargaining power with God? Ask yourself. Hezekiah had bargaining power with God. He said confidently and boldly. God said, you're going to die, you're not going to live. Second Kings 22 to 3, he said, Then Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord, saying, I beseech thee, O Lord, earnestly remember how I have walked before you in faithfulness and in truth and with a whole heart devoted unto you and have done that which is good in your sight. Hezekiah to me ko nyame ho eko sire ne say urade kai sa me ne wanante. Say Lord earnestly remember. I've walked before you in faithfulness and in truth. With a whole heart devoted to you, entirely devoted to you, and I have done that which is good in your sight. Do we have that bargaining power? Hezekiah turned his face to the wall. He didn't look to any man. He didn't call his pastor. He didn't call anybody. He turned his face to the world. Why? Because he understood that God is the author of life. And he's also the sustainer of life. We know that, don't we? Then let us walk before him. Let us walk with him. If you understand that God is the author of your life and the one who also sustains your life, then walk before him. Like Hezekiah said, in faithfulness and in truth, with a heart wholly devoted unto him. He said, I walk before the Lord in faithfulness, in truth, and with a heart that is totally devoted unto God and I've done what is right before the Lord. Done what is right in the sight of God before you in your sight. Because sometimes we do what we think is right, but it's not necessarily right in the sight of God. Amen. Let me give you a little piece of Hezekiah's reign as a king. Now, 2 Kings 18, 2 to 8 will tell you that he was 25 years old when he began to reign. He had a 29-year reign. So his mother was a woman called Abi, the daughter of Zechariah. And the Bible says that he did that which was right in the sight of God according to all that David's forefather had done. Bible said, 
He removed the high places, that's the, the idol worship places in the land. He broke down the altars of idol worship. And the bronze serpent that Moses made in the wilderness, according to God's leading for the healing of the people, now Israel had turned and were worshipping it as a god. He also destroyed it. And the verse 5 says that Hezekiah leaned on and trusted in and was confident in the Lord his God. So that Bible says none before him and none after him have done, you know, have walked before God like that among the kings of Judah. I pray that be your testimony. As I pray that be your testimony. For Bible says he clung, he clung and held fast unto the Lord. And he did not stop following God. But he kept God's commandments. Even as Moses had given. Now this message I'm preaching to you, I pray that it gets into your spirit. You see, we don't know the Christian work. It's a personal work. I'm your pastor, but I'm walking my work. I'm just teaching you how to walk your work. I am pastoring like, like a, a shepherd. That's my job. That's my assignment for your life. But as for the work, you are working. So when you decide that, ah, the shepherd said I should go left, but no. After all, what does she know? Let me go right. Someone say, Oh, I turn around and I even run away. Now, what right now? Be left. It's your work. I can't work your work for you. We are only guiding you in your work. The end of your journey. We'll be the day we die. And then die. And we stand before God. And we will give a testimony of what has been. But Hezekiah decided that he will work with God. With a pure heart. Earnestly. Cling to God. In faithfulness. And be true to God. And if you are true to God, you'll be true to man. Yes. If you are untrue to man, you are untrue to God. It's a simple mathematics. I'm not very mathematical, but that's one I know. And Bible says the reward was that the Lord was with Hezekiah. And he prospered him wherever he went. And he was able to resist the king of Assyria and nations that rose up against him because he, he walked in, in, in the blessing of God. 
Yeah, he was able to destroy the Philistines. Hezekiah's reign was successful. Unlike the reign of his father before him. His father was called Ahaz. He was an evil king. And an idol worshiper. But his son decided. As for me and my house. As for me and my house. We will serve the Lord. I said the decision is yours. It doesn't matter whether you come from an idol worship background. So mama kwa ekom kijiri 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 fa ho wo wa decide say obesum nyame asum nyame hello are we together this morning you are very dull because i'm not telling you that you're going to buy a car i won't tell you that you have a yeah din efita ya ma me mesa ya kom si e koto e car yes but hezekiah walked in the right way and God is desiring that you and I will also walk in the right way with him this fast 14 day fast God said to Abraham and that's our theme I am God almighty know me as that I'm the all powerful God with the ability to do everything there's nothing you need I can't give you all I'm telling you is that walk with me walk with me and do that which is right and everything else will be given to you that's what he was telling you because Abraham and his wife had just gone to have a picking abolo while they were waiting on the promise of God they are diverted so God said listen just walk before me that was what he was telling him and God is telling you today walk with him and be perfect and whatever God said he will do he will do the problem is not with God the problem is with us amen amen you see, because we cannot walk with God on our terms. He said, he said, walk before me. I want to read the amplifier. Walk before me and be perfect. The amplifier says, blameless, wholehearted, and complete. And I will make my covenant, solemn pledge between me and you and will multiply you exceedingly. We cannot walk with God on our terms. He's Almighty God. You must fear God. Some people don't fear God. But if you don't fear God, <laughs> oh, you are giving over to the devil. And the devil will pursue you there. Because well, God who will protect you. It's God who will preserve you. It's God who will provide for you. And if you don't fear him, as you trust him and, and hate evil, and you want God, if you want God to work with you on your terms, who are we? Who are we that we want God to work with us on our terms? Or you want to work with God on your terms? But that is how it is. That's how it is. Most of us want God to work with us on our terms. My time is running, so I'll skip some part, but I just want to say something. See, we shouldn't walk in stubbornness, the stubbornness of our minds and our hearts. 
Moses said something in Deuteronomy 29, 18. He said that, well, he started by saying that God was going to prosper them and everything. But if they decide to turn away from God and worship the idol, idols of the people of the land, he says that, lest there be among you a, a man or a woman, a family or a tribe, whose heart is turned away this day from the Lord our God to go and serve the gods of these nations. Lest there be any among you a root that beareth gall and wormwood. And lest when he hears the words of this curse and oath, he flatters and congratulates himself in his mind and saying, I shall have peace and safety. Though I walk in the stubbornness of my mind and my heart, bringing down a hurricane of destruction and sweeping away the water in the land. Some of us are like that. We believe that we can do anything we like. Are those people in this church or do you have some here or maybe not here? Maybe the other church was preaching last week. He said, the Lord will not pardon such a person. That's what the Bible says. But then the anger of the Lord and his jealousy will smoke against that man. Mm. And all the curses that are written in this book shall settle on him. And the Lord will, Lord will blot out his very name from under the heavens. When we, 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 we walk in the stubbornness of our minds. Let me give you one tip. There's nobody who is stubborn in this world who has ever succeeded. If you are stubborn, if you are self-willed, destruction is at your wake. Have a heart of flesh. Calm down. Walk in obedience. You know, and I, I, I was reading a scripture in the book of Jeremiah, you know, and it was about Jeremiah's word to the house of the Lord. And I said, ah, you know, Jeremiah was sent by God to prophesy to the land, the people of Judah. And Jeremiah went into the house of God as he went to church and stood in the middle of the church and started prophesying. Mm-hmm. And he says that they have not listened to the word of his prophets that he's been sending day and night. But he said a time was coming that he would make his house a house of peace, but the city wherein they dwell will be cursed. So God was using Jeremiah to rebuke the church, to rebuke the people for, for their sin, for their idol worship and everything they were doing that was wrong. Did they accept it in good faith? Did they accept it in good faith? No. They were angry. Even as I'm preaching now, some of you are angry. Some of you have also switched off. As I'm preaching this way, you are thinking about your deal. Be switch off. I know. Do you know how I know? I'm looking at your faces. And I can discern if you are tuned in or you are not tuned in. I can see. So, Bible says that 
the priests and the prophets listen no not not to talk about the congregation they heard the word of Jeremiah in the house of God and Bible says when they, he finished talking the priests and the prophets and all the people the congregation grabbed him and said you shall surely die Jeremiah we will kill you for coming to speak this word. But Jeremiah was speaking the truth. You see, until you decide that you want to hear the truth, you always walk in deception. You are deceiving yourself and being deceived by the devil and walking in deception. One day somebody was angry because I said something. And I asked the person, are you angry because I said what I said, or are you angry because what I said is the truth? Which one? Which one? Which one are you angry about? Because people want that you know the truth, but don't say it. They are wrong, but don't say it. They are not doing well, but don't say it. Say they are doing well. So they get the feel good factor. This is the world we live in today, where people live in the feel-good factor, and even in schools. I don't know about Ghana now, no, but in America and other schools in, uh, abroad, you are even if a child does wrong or doesn't get good marks, even children who didn't do well get uh, what a ch- award, award for mini, <laughs> award for not doing well. No wonder the children coming up these days can't cope with life. Because if they tell you you are doing well when you are not doing well, you are pampered for not doing well, given a award for not doing well, that's in school. When you get to the real world and you get a job and you go to the office and you are not doing well, your boss will give you a query. It will be the shock of your life because you think you should be awarded for not doing well in the office and you get a shock. And when they say you're not doing well, you get offended and you jump on your high horse and say, I quit. And you quit 10 jobs and you say, I'm going to do my own business and you fail because even in your own business, there are principles in life that must be obeyed. So let us listen to what is right. So we can do what is right. English. When you're cutting a path, you don't know that the path is crooked except for the one. Somebody tells you. Yes. So don't be offended when you are corrected. If you are wrong, you are wrong. The only way you can get it right in life is when you are corrected. And it's our, it's our desire, I believe, as human beings to do the best. If you want to do the best in your life, wonderful. If you want to do the best in your life, then you must be open to correction. 
But they were not happy with Jeremiah. Because Jeremiah said that because of their behavior, God was going to destroy the city. They, they, they grabbed him. They said, we are, we are going to kill you. So why have you prophesied? In the name of the Lord saying, this house shall be like Shiloh. And the city shall be a desolate without habitation. Why have you said that? But it happened. Because see, they didn't take the correction to change their ways, to walk with God. So yeah. truly, they were taken into exile. Yeah, now Jeremiah can no more person who tell you. see. And what is amazing is that the prophets and the priests plus the congregation Somebody say, may God help us. You see, we must walk with God. And you see, you can't walk with God without agreeing with God. And these people were not in agreement with God. Jeremiah was bringing this message from God. And they were not in agreement with God. Even as some will not be in agreement with the word that is coming this morning. The Bible says that how can two work together except they be agreed? Someone say Amos 3 3. Oh, say Amos chapter 3, verse 3. How can two work together? Except they be agreed. Put this in your, in, your, in your mind. It's a scripture. But you see, God is always showing us the right way to walk in. Amen. Jeremiah said in Jeremiah 6 16, said that, Thus said the Lord, stand ye in the ways and see, and ask for the old paths. Where is the good way? Ask, where is the good way? And walk therein, walk in the good way. And you shall find rest for your souls. Said, but you said, we will not walk in that path. And so they didn't have peace. The reason why sometimes we don't have peace is that we are not walking in the path of God. We are not walking in agreement with God. And so there's turmoil. There's a struggle. And you're angry. Because God says, walk this way. And you don't want to. And so there's a struggle. So you don't have peace. Sometimes that's why some people don't have peace. But then God says, walk with me. In obedience. And do that which is right. In these, these days of this fast, the first week we'll be talking about the power of God and the miracles of God and everything. But all those things will be manifest as we walk with God in the right way, in obedience to Him. And then we'll see the rewards. When we walk in the right way with God, we will have our lives will be protected. Psalm 81, 13 to 16, put it on the board. So all that my people had listened to me, hearkened unto me, and Israel had walked in my way. I should soon have subdued their enemies and turned my hand against their adversaries. The haters of God should have submitted themselves unto him. But their time should have endured forever. Said so their time would have endured for it. They would have had 
protection. He said he should also have fed them with the finest of wheat. Go down, 16. And with honey out of the rock, should I have satisfied thee? Walking perfectly with God. Protection. So he'll give you honey that comes out of the rock. Since when the honey start coming out of the rock? Mm. That tells us that in the hardest place, in the most difficult place, there will be sustenance. Amen. Sweetness. Amen. In the hardest of what you think your life is hard, Amen. when you're walking right with God and obedience to God, Amen. your life will be sweet. Amen. Oh, then we shall say that it shall be well with you. Amen. Oh, if you believe that, put your two hands together and thank the Lord this morning.'Amen. I'm smiling because they are telling me time up. I hear you. I'm, I'm done. Psalm 89 verse 15. It says, Blessed is the people that know the joyful sound. They shall walk, O Lord, in the light of thy countenance. That means they will walk in the favor of God. When we know the way of the Lord and we walk with him, we walk in the light of his favor. Whenever you are walking right with God, favor is automatic upon your life. Favor. Yeah, doors open for you without you even knocking. Left and right. Hallelujah. Amen. You will not be denied any good thing when you are walking right with God and in obedience to God. The Bible says the Lord is a sun and a shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. You deny of any good thing. You say you want ten, he gives you a hundred. I mean that is the kind of God we serve. All we have to do is walk before him and be perfect. And as I'm speaking, if you're looking out of the window here, out of the window there, trust me, this is the only way. No, 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 sakawa, no wahala lifestyle, no back to, what do you call it? Or anything can bring you to this state I'm talking to you about. And keep you there. It's one thing getting there. It's one thing staying there. Praise the Lord. Amen. Psalm 56, 30 says, For thou hast delivered my soul from death. Will you not also deliver my feet from falling? That I may walk before the Lord in the light of the living. Will you not also deliver my feet from falling? My soul from death. That I may walk before the Lord in the light of the living. See, walking before God is walking in light because God is light and you will not stumble in darkness because there will be no darkness when you are walking in the dark living in darkness that means that you, 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 you will be falling and somersaulting and cartwheeling and cartwheeling every time. You're always looking on your show who's pursuing you. Like those who, those who criminals in other lands where they have police chasing people with siren. You Nobody When you walk in the light of God, you choose before God. In obedience before God. 
Police No. No, no one can arrest you. No. No, and even if you be arrested, you'll be vindicated. Let me give you one tip before I go. You see, when we say walk in the light or walking in darkness, the simplest way that you can figure it out is this. Whatever you can't do publicly or for everyone to know, whatever you, you, you can't do in the light, but you have to hide to do it. You have to do it in secret. Because you don't want anybody to know. You are walking in darkness. It's a deed of darkness. Because you see, when people steal, they steal when people will see them. Everything wrong. You, you understand? When you are lying, why are you lying? You are hiding something. So you are walking in darkness. When you are speaking the truth, I mean, nothing is above the truth. But men love lies. Because men love darkness. But when you are lying, I realize that some people, they are such bad liars. <laughs> they lie certain kinds of lies with no windows <laughs> and no doors. You know the kind of lie that there are no windows. Oh. You like okay, somebody has called you and you say, Oh, we say, Oh, where are you? They say, Oh, um, I'm in Dansuba. No, the person see you <laughs> across the road. I threw The person see you. I mean, that kind of lie. It tells us how the devil just takes our lives and manipulates our lives until we 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 we, we become. Excuse me, say like people who you know. I don't want to say it. I don't want to say what I have to say, but I got to say it is the truth. Who don't have sense? Because why would you tell certain lies which will eventually catch up on you? Then shame covers your head. Sometimes not just shame, but that which you have worked for all your life. You just lose it. People are losing their homes. Losing marriages. Losing children. Because of lies. People are lying their way to get into certain jobs with fake documents. I graduated from Sankana Pantana University with honors. Then they give you the work and you can't do it. Then you'll be calling the, 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 your juniors because you're the boss. Then automatically you have to become a bully. Do that work! There's nothing like the liberty and the freedom of walking in truth, walking in the light of God. Let's walk in the light as His light. It's so simple. Some people can't sleep at night. Why? Because they have lied and walked in darkness so much that they are even scared of their own shadow. God said, if you walk in the statutes, 
and keep his commandment and do them. He will give us rain in due season. Our land will yield this increase and the trees of our field will yield their fruit. And our threshing floor will reach unto vintage. And vintage shall reach unto sowing time. Let's talk about all around year harvest. That even before your, your food gets finished, there's more. Your crop, before your harvest comes, you, you even throw away the old. Total prosperity. And he says, and I will give you peace in your land. And you will lie down and no one will make you afraid. And I will rid evil beasts out of your land. Evil spirits, demons. There's the greatest way you can be protected from demons is living a holy life. It's simple. He said, you chase your enemies and they will fall before you when you walk with God. This is our first so walk before me and be thou perfect. It's a five of you will chase a hundred and a hundred of you shall put ten thousand to flight. You, your wife and your children, five of you, you will chase a hundred enemies and God says that your enemies will fall by the sword. He doing it. And he said, he, the Lord, will have respect unto you. Hezekiah found respect before God. God said, you're going to die. And I always say that, you see, God says that his word that comes out of his mouth never returns to him void. Until it accomplishes the purpose to which it's been sent. God says that he speaks and it is done and it is true. He doesn't change what he says. But because Hezekiah had respect, God had respect unto Hezekiah. Hezekiah made God change his mind. I pray that be, that be your story. That you have so much respect before God. God put so much respect on you because you walk with him. Oh, like Enoch who walked before God in perfect faith. So he didn't die. Bible says he was translated. Just caught up in the sky and taken. He didn't die. The Bible says before he was translated, he had this testimony that he pleased God. He didn't suffer I will end my message here. I won't continue next week. But I think the word to the wise is not in the north or in the south. It's here. Endeavor. Not as a group. Maybe as a family. But above as an individual. And we will not end this 14 days of fasting. Which I say is not a starvation diet. Without changing our hearts and our minds. And deciding that I have changed my mind. Change the course of my direction. I've changed it. From henceforth. I will walk with God. In truth. In, in faithfulness. In obedience. With a pure heart. I will walk with God. Decide to walk with God. Make up your mind. As for me, I want to walk with you. As for me, I want to walk with you. Not any kind of shady walk. Because there are shady walks too. Perfect, perfect walk with God. I pray the Spirit of God helps us. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Please rise up on your feet.
Lift up your two hands. about 45 minutes and ask God to help you because sometimes you want to work with God but certain things are, are pulling us left and right sometimes it is our, our pride sometimes it is friends sometimes it is our need these days people are adapting certain lifestyles because they want money Economic lifestyle. The things that you ordinarily not do, you are doing because you want to get rich quick or you, you want money. But you know that it does not work with God. And the end of it will be destruction. Talk to God. Say, God, help me. I want to work with you. I want to work with you with a perfect heart. I want to work with you in truth. So that I'll have that relationship with you like Hezekiah like Abraham or Abraham like Enoch talk to God Thank you for listening to today's word. Connect with us on our website, www.tlgm.org. 
Get interactive with Apostle on all social media platforms at Apostle Leanne Coffey.